You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packer Night Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So I, I genuinely wish I had a little bit more time, but it is what it is. Um, what I wanted to do today, just to kind of break up the monotony, kind of doing the same stuff over and over again, and it's hard to get away from it because you get into a rhythm and a rut, basically, because it's everything's rhythmic, right? Monday, you have to talk about the game. Tuesday, you get more insights from PFF, and by Friday, Saturday, you got to start talking about the next game, so you kind of just have, like, Wednesday to talk about injury updates and blah, 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 but with the Thursday game, plus it's getting later in the season, and I just want to mix it up, and it is what it is. What I at least wanted to do today was do kind of a state of the NFC North episode, um, partially for my own sake, because you kind of get into a rut after a while of just, I, you call a team a name. Right, you label them, and you kind of just get stuck there. Especially if you look at like the first four weeks, just to give you an example, if you look at the Packers and you identify them for what they were in the first four, four weeks, this is going to be a rough episode if my mouth does not cooperate. you got to move with me, man. you got to keep up. I gave you plenty of coffee. I don't want to hear any nonsense. You stuttering... <laughs> my mouth wouldn't even let me say it, see? We're not in sync here. Just man up and take the beating. But that's fine. We'll, we'll deal with that at another time. But if you look at the Packers in the first four weeks and try to use that as your um, full understanding of who the Packers are, or the last four weeks, or, or what, you pick any small little sample size and you kind of don't get the full picture of what the Packers are. And I kind of want to look at that for the rest of the NFC North. I kind of want to look at it for everybody, but I don't have enough time. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But uh, just looking at the NFC North, especially since things do feel a little bit different. I don't know where the Lions sit anymore. The Bears are kind of, you know, you still respect their record, but you kind of think they're pure garbage. But their defense is pretty good. And the Vikings, it's like, if they didn't get off to such a slow start, they'd be real competition. right? You know, I'd, so it's just, where are we at? And, and specifically, 
looking at the players. I kind of wanted to look long term, but that again might be more of a I don't know. I I, I wanted long term to be a separate episode, but it's going to be hard to not discuss that, especially in regard to the Vikings, because my operating theory right now is that this is a team that is not very far off from being very, very good, depending on how certain things break. But anyways, that's sort of where we're at. Um, With that, I have to be very intentional with everything that I'm doing because of the lack of time. So let's start um, by saying I want to encourage all of you to please get in the Packernet Podcast Facebook group, like the Packernet Podcast Facebook page. While you're at it, Cheese and Packers. Separate Facebook page that I uh, we created because Packernet Podcast is demonetized. So basically, the way that it works is we're putting a lot of our resources into Cheese and Packers to try to build it up because at some point in 50 years, it'll be big enough that I can get like a penny for people watching. And that sure is a goal that we can all get behind. Packernet Podcast has become the Facebook page where I just don't have to care anymore. And I can put up stuff with whatever I want because I have no regard for what Facebook thinks about it. And that has caused me to really like that page a lot more. I'm trying not to like it as much because I need to like Cheese and Packers because that's, you know, supposedly where where my future is. But man, is it fun to just throw up whatever I want and not have to worry about it. Here's a plagiarized video that I ripped off somewhere. Enjoy, folks. Here's a game of the NFL. Probably shouldn't put that up there, but I'm going to. Right? I'm not going to be putting Coach Hahn videos on Cheese and Packers because I don't want that getting flagged. Yeah, just like them both, all right? Because anything that's valuable that is not going to get me in trouble will probably be over on Cheese and Packers. I'm doing a great job selling that Cheese and Packers Facebook page. I can't. It's my biggest problem. It's like Liar Liar. You remember that movie with Jim Carrey? Just If he could just lie, his life would be so much better. Same with mine. I need to lie better. But I think that's why the, pe- the, the the few of you that are here, I think that's why you're here. If I had to guess. I was talking with uh, Mr. Pessimist himself yesterday, who I've grown very fond of recently. He's driving me nuts for a while, but I've come to appreciate his way of being. But anyways, he kind of laid it out for me that uh, a lot of other podcasts, it's kind of like, you know, reporters. These are very well-speaking, well-researched type podcasts some of them some of them not quite as much but you get what i'm saying the packernet podcast is kind of like you're just sitting next to some dude at a bar talking about the packers i should have if i'm forced to rename this podcast at any point it's probably going to be the blue collar packers podcast because just kind of it's it's evolved into that is what it is man if you got some time to kill and you want to just pull up and talk packers i'm here every day anyways if you would like to help support my dream of eventually doing this full time I think part of the reason, and I, see now this is a guilt trip, and I, forget it, I'm not going to say it. That's taking it too far. It's real and it's true, but this is a time where I'll evade the truth. But let's just say there's a pretty big gap between where I am and where I need to be, so any support you can give would be fantastic. A dollar a month over at patreon.com would be greatly helpful. Otherwise, as I've said, the biggest help that anybody could give would be to help spread the word about the podcast. If everybody listening invited two friends... We're pretty much home free. So anything and everything you can do, greatly appreciated. I know a lot of people, some people have no problem with it, but a lot of people, it's like, I don't want to bug the guy. If you have thoughts about how to improve things, if you're talking about changing the format, that's probably never going to happen. I fully understand some things could, should be better, but I just, you know, it's either going to be the way I want to do it or it's just not going to happen. But in general, any thoughts, shoot them my way. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, the newsletter. 
uh, packdraft.com forward slash newsletter. Make sure you get in on that. Lots of very, very good information on Dara. Our resident Irishman is um, he's working really hard on getting some really, really awesome stats and things that you did not know. And there's, there's no reason not to. I mean, you just sign up. We're not going to, like, send it to a credit card company or anything. I don't even know how to die. To be honest, I probably would if I knew how. Like, if, if, if Chase or MasterCard came to me and they're like, I'll give you a hundred grand to give me, you know, X amount of name. I'd be like, yeah, dude, you, ha- I'll give them to you twice. Can I get like one? F- I mean, I have no problem, but I don't know how I'm too stupid to abuse your information. I don't really want it. Just sign up so I can send you an email. That's it. And then you get an email with awesome information. Seems pretty straightforward. Why don't we start with the lions? The plan will be lions ads and then Bears, Vikings, or Vikings, who cares? I don't know. So at this particular point, I mean, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that the Vikings were going to be dead last in the division. At this point, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Detroit will slip into that spot. Um, They just lost to the Vikings and handily, and I think that's largely because they are considerably worse (laughs) than the Vikings. Um, The Lions have pretty much slipped under the radar, which I think is generally the case. Nobody really thinks about the Lions. Um, But again, we've, we've been talking about the Vikings and, and how bad their defense is. And, and to be completely honest, I mean, as far as their roster is concerned, the Vikings do have a worse defensive roster than the Lions, I would I would say. I guess that's debatable, but again, it doesn't always just come down to personnel. A lot of it comes down to coaching and knowing how to use your players and put them in the right situations and all that. And for that reason, the Lions on a points basis are actually slightly worse than the Minnesota Vikings, and I expect that to continue. The Vikings seem to be getting into a little bit of a groove. The Lions are just falling apart. Um, they allowed 41 points to the Colts, 34 points to the Vikings. Um, maybe these two are just kind of anomalies. They'll get back on track. they got to face Washington. Carolina's been putting a hurting on people. Uh, the Texans, I don't know if that... The Bears, that'll help your stats. That'll help anybody's stats. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to get much better. Their wins so far have come against the Carol- or, excuse me, the uh, Cardinals, the Jaguars, and the Falcons. Kind of weird. To be fair, they haven't had the easiest schedule in the world. They played the Bears, which, you know, not the greatest team in the world, but if you're mediocre or worse, the Bears got a good chance of beating you. They also put up 27 points because your defense is terrible, and if they put up 27 points, you're probably done. Just saying. Uh, They got stomped out by the Packers, who are a good team. They got annihilated by the New Orleans Saints. The Colts are a decent enough team. I don't know, 41-21 is pretty unforgiving. Unforgivable. Either way. Unforgivable makes more sense, but unforgiving sounds sounds nice. It's got a good ring to it. And the Vikings, as I've been saying, I know Packer fans don't want to admit it because they want to get all mad about the fact that we lost to the Vikings and we should have beat them because they're a one-win team and they're pathetic. I'm telling you, if nothing else, granted the offense should have done a lot better. I acknowledge that. If nothing else, that, that offense for the Vikings, pretty lethal. 34 points they just put up. So the, the Lions are... I, I, I want to say they, they kind of gave themselves a little bit of hope and then are slipping, but they never really did. I mean, they started the season 0-2, then they won their first game, but immediately lost. Then they come out of their bye and get two wins, and it's like, oh man, maybe this is like a revitalized whatever, and then they lose two. Again, they probably beat Washington. I mean, they got some wins here, but not many. They beat Washington. I don't know, I, I don't really like their odds against Carolina. I'm not sure I like their odds against Houston, because their defense is so bad. Which really is a massive indictment on their head coach, who is a defensive guy. Right, generally in the NFL, offensive guys get the jobs. Not everybody. But if you're a defensive guy that gets the job, you've got to be really good at it. And I don't know why the Lions thought he'd be really, really good at it. It's pretty well known that Bill Belichick runs everything over there. So I, don't, I just, I'll never understand that for the life of me. 
But anyways, this defensive guru who's added pieces to this defense, got the guys that he wanted on the defense, got a guy like Jeffrey Okuda, who's one of the best defensive players in that entire draft class. He pillaged a bunch of guys from the Patriots, so he should be able to know how to use those guys on top of some guys that are there that are already pretty solid, like Trey Flowers, etc., etc. You would have thought, and they brought in Trufant, and I know they've got a bunch of injuries or whatnot, but so does everybody. And with all these pieces that you wanted, that you brought in as a defensive genius, supposedly, you are the 28th ranked defense in football by points scored, points against, whatever. And I'm looking at your future, and you've got probably a win against Washington, probably lose to Carolina, to Houston, to Chicago, to Green Bay, to Tennessee, to Tampa, and to Minnesota. I, I mean, they, they legitimately, legitimately might have one more win on the schedule. Because it's football, maybe they sneak out one or two that they probably shouldn't win, but just based on where they're at compared to their upcoming schedule. And I know the Texans aren't great, but that offense is going to put a beating on this team. And their their offense, the the Lions offense, and this is this is the crazy thing, because the Lions are a team that's built on offense. They're kind of similar to the Packers in that way. When the Lions have been scary, it's always been their offense that's been scary. Maybe a couple little blips here and there where they've had some some decent defensive players. Right, I know, obviously, Indomitian and Sue and, and a couple other pieces where the defense was a little bit scary. But for the most part, I mean, we're talking Matt Stafford and Megatron and, I mean, even Barry Sanders. When you think Lions, you think offense. And so this is an offensive team that decided we needed help on defense. We hire a defensive coach. The defense actually gets worse. The offense starts to fall apart, which it is, largely because Kenny Galladay's hardly played at all. And this offense is just not the same without Kenny Galladay. I mean, when he doesn't play, it's just an absolute nightmare. And so you have a defense that's allowing everybody to score a bunch of points and an offense that can't keep up because they're just not good. So again, Carolina, I mean, they've just been super scrappy. And I just think they're, even if they're as bad personnel-wise as the Lions, it's it's night and day. One team is just a mess. The players don't want to be there. The players have no hope. The other team is a team that's trash, but the, the... coach and that's what he was brought in for he's a great program builder and he's got these guys believing in something that's why i'm super scared of of the panthers because what's going to happen when they actually get a roster same thing i've been saying about the raiders i I say that like every day i don't know why i talk about the panthers so it just it keeps coming up naturally in conversation i gotta pick this up i'm taking too much time here but right now overall the lions are graded out as the 11th worst team in football it is largely because of their defense uh, PFF has them graded out as the fifth worst defense in all of football, fourth worst tackling team. The Packers are dead last, obviously. Eleventh worst pass rushing team, the third worst coverage team. So they're they're like bottom barrel of just about every category. Another really interesting note, and it's probably not surprising because again, this is an offensive team, kind of similar to the Packers, but to a much lesser degree. There is a direct correlation between their offensive PFF grade and wins and losses. Their offensive grades in all of their losses, 68, 68, 66, 65, 61. In their three wins, 73, 76, 78. 70 or above, and they win. Below 70, and they lose. Why? Because it's still the offense that's carrying this team. You can kind of do that with their defense, but to a to a lesser degree. But the point is, their, their offense really has to be on point, and it's just not there anymore. This is a team that needs to just tear it down and rebuild. And I think they know that, and and I, I don't know what the ownership is going to do, but I, they're hopefully going to, well, not hopefully, I mean, for our sake, hopefully not, but nothing's working right now. I mean, even if you look at, for example, you know, when, when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, I keep saying, I don't know if I'm going to pick a quarterback. I mean, if you get like the number one or number two spot, you kind of have to, 
but they're just not on a spot. They paid Kirk Cousins a ton of money, and beyond that, Kirk Cousins is one of the better players on their team. Maybe he isn't saying a bunch because they've only got about six good players on that entire team, but he's clearly not the problem, and you just you can't get rid of him for a very long time. So unless you want to pay a guy like $35 million or whatever it is to sit on the bench, or pick Trevor Lawrence and have him sit on the bench, I mean, either way, it's a terrible situation. The Lions, though, especially if we're getting new GM, new head coach, I mean, Matt Stafford isn't terrible, but I mean, he's just, he's he's super mediocre. Right now, he's, he's grading out at a 68.4. He's going on 33 years old. He's having the worst year of his career, or not of it, I mean, since 2015, this is the worst year he's had. And considering how bad things are going for this team, if they only win one more game, they're going to be in a really good spot to get a quarterback. Especially with, I mean, you've got at least four quarterbacks that could potentially go in the top 5-10. So that may be, I mean, th- this, it, it needs to be that way. And if I'm the GM, I'm going to tank in the way that I say that teams tank. It's not you go to your head coach and say, hey, we're throwing. Although, you're, if your job's on, that's the thing that sucks about this. That's the thing that really sucks about this is the, the GM's not going to tank because then he's going to get fired. This is where the ownership needs to tank. If you're the owner, you fire your coach and your GM today. Because again, we're not tanking. I'm just firing these guys. And people will say, oh, that's irresponsible. You shouldn't do that. And be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm a big dummy. Oh, shucks. I know what I'm doing. I'm making sure we continue to lose. And you bring in some, I don't know, you you get one of your business associates to kind of take over as GM. And your job is to just make sure that you you kind of come in and you start cutting any talent that you find might, you know, you know is not going to be long term, but is helping us to win like Marvin Jones or something, you know. I don't know if you want to cut him because I don't think you get a compensatory pick that way. But it, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be somebody in there where it's like, I have no intention of keeping you. You don't factor into the compensatory pick calculations, but there's a chance you're going to help us win games. It's too bad it's after the trade deadline. We could just be trading all these guys away. But, I mean, that would that would be the right thing to do. And if people want to call me out for tanking, go ahead. Do you think Lions fans are even going to be mad about it? Like, what are you doing? I'm making sure we get Trevor Lawrence. Get out of my face. Like, you want to get mad at me? What are, what, are you, what are you crying about? You wanted to win two more games this year? That's the right course of action. Speaking of tanking, what did I tell you? This is what I said about Bill Belichick. People were telling me in our survivor pool, ooh, the Patriots are a good pick. I said, no, they're not. Because if, if, if Bill Belichick is the crafty kind of guy that I think he is, he's going to find a way to lose to the Jets. Two reasons that I didn't—I I mentioned yesterday that he might do this. Number one, because it gets him closer to getting a really high pick, getting one of those quarterbacks, and he probably will. If he's tanking so hard, he's losing to the Jets. You say, "Well, how could he be?" Ta-? Dude, he draws up game plans that are brilliant. He does such a good job of scheming against other teams' weaknesses. You're telling me he can't draw up a game plan that plays to their strengths? You know, I mean, if, if this is a team that's really struggles against man coverage, but is good at picking apart zone. Why? I mean, maybe we play a lot of heavy zone. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Beyond that, the Jets were right in line with getting the number one overall pick. Now it's not so sure. So he simultaneously helped the Patriots and hurt a division rival in one game. And you guys are going to act like Bill Belichick is above that? No, he's not an idiot. He's always going to do whatever he can to make sure that his team is successful. Like, long-term. But the best thing he could possibly do is lose to the Jets, and he knows that. That's not a mistake, dude. Give me a break. The Jets are incapable of winning unless they get hoisted up 
over this massive wall of incompetence. And Bill Belichick was sitting there on all fours like, come on, buddy, hop up on my back, I'll boost you. Don't even act like that's not exactly what happened. Tried to tell y'all, Patriots are going to lose that game. But that's what the Lions need to do. And you can't, if you're the owner of this franchise, you can't leave it up to your coach and GM or trying not to get fired to do the right thing and lose. I mean, not that they can really help it, but that's what you need to do. And you need to move on from Mr. Matthew Stafford. I don't really even like saying it. I think he's been an underrated guy, but you're not going anywhere with Matt Stafford right now. 2019, he was off to a great start. Looked like maybe we were going places, but at this point in his career, it's just not working. And the thing is, you've got some pieces. If you end up getting a really high pick and getting a quarterback, this isn't like the Bengals where it's like, dude, we got like a 40-year-old A.J. Green, worst offensive line in football, and then a couple other, you know, we got Boyd who's pretty good or whatever, but it's kind of a mess. They've got a solid offensive line. Kenny Galladay is a very talented wide receiver. This is not a bad situation at all to be in. I mean, you can get a plug-and-play guy, Justin Fields, whatever. Man, you get a guy like Justin Fields on that team, super efficient. I mean, he's like a little mini Aaron Rodgers insofar as, like, really efficient, like, no interceptions, no incompletions. If he throws a pass, it's going to be completed, and there's a good chance it's a touchdown. Um, as far as the cap hit, I mean, look, 2021 is technically the, the time in which they could get out of his contract. It's going to be a heavy hit, but you don't have to move on year one. What they would probably do is you draft a guy, call it, let's call it Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whatever, doesn't matter. Trey Lance would be terrifying, man. You think about how bad the Packers are with super mobile quarterbacks. That would, I mean, that's like worst case scenario in my opinion. I don't know if Trey Lance would be a very good thrower, but it would be like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray isn't the greatest thrower in the world. I am terrified of playing the Cardinals because I know he would break all, he would break Colin Kaepernick's record that he broke against the Packers. The guy is just so fast. Trey Lance, like, runs for as many yards as he throws. It's ridiculous. But anyways, you bring him in, then you give this whole hoopla about, oh, Matthew Stafford is still our quarterback. He probably plays week one, and then eventually it's one of those things where, you know, Trey Lance takes over, Matthew Stafford kind of is the backup. And then in 2022, you move on when there's a cap hit of, uh, like, $28 million, which obviously is not very much, but the dead cap is only, like, 99 so you're saving like $23 million. You're saving, well, it's exactly $23 million you'd be saving. You'll happily take a $9.9 million cap hit to relieve $23 million on your cap. And then the first year of this guy officially taking over as your quarterback, you've got a bunch of cap space, especially if the cap is going through the roof. Now you can go out and fill up, you know, whatever it is you need. You can pay Kenny Galladay the big boy money if he hasn't already been paid. He probably has been at this point, but it relieves a little bit of space you know, fill in any gaps along the offensive line, get some defensive pieces. That's the path. But again, the, the good thing for the Packers and Packers fans, I am messing this up so bad. We might have to just, I don't think we can do two more teams. I can't stop talking. I have a serious pro. You guys need to help me not have a job interrupt my show because it's messing up my mojo so bad. We're not not doing ads today. There's no way. No way. The, the, the good thing for Packer fans is, again, they have a GM and a coach trying not to get fired, so they're going to do everything they can to find ways to scrap and win. Hopefully, for our sake, that means they're going to win a couple extra. I still don't see any way that they're not in new quarterback territory. Again, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you throw in Panay Sewell, so that within the first three picks, at most, there's two quarterbacks gone. Then let's say at four, Zach Wilson of BYU goes. He's still kind of lower on my big board because those are always kind of slow to come around to these kinds of things but I mean he is just solidifying himself he's probably he's arguably maybe Justin Fields or Zach Wilson are are in competition for best quarterback this year 
Zach Wilson out of BYU has just been absolutely incredible. But then you still have Trey Lance available. So if if the Lions are anywhere in the top five, it's a guarantee. Even even if they're like top seven, there's a good chance that they're going to end up with a quarterback. Plus, if you have teams like, let's say, the Bengals or some of these other teams that don't need a quarterback, they're either going to pick somebody else or offer a trade to the Lions who will happily move up to take a quarterback. All right, so if we look at it, you got the Jets, number one so far, arguably, depending on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, both of these teams would probably like a quarterback. Dallas, question mark. Are they going to get a new quarterback? They might. I mean, if they fall hard enough, why not? You're already planning on not paying the guy you have. Let's just let's just make the switch, I guess. But maybe they don't, and then, you know, whatever. Uh, the Giants, I think, is a big question mark. I know a lot of people think their quarterback is a joke. He's, you know, minus the fumbling issues, he's one of the few bright spots on that team. Washington clearly would want one. The Chargers do not. They already got their quarterback. Miami does not. They have Houston's pick, so if Houston continues to fall, Miami would not be in contention. Cincinnati is a two-win team. They would not like a quarterback. So there's a couple teams here. Miami with Houston's pick, Miami with their own pick, although I doubt they're going to be that. I mean, they're 5-3 and three right now. Cincinnati, the Chargers, possibly Dallas, maybe the Giants, depending on, you know, if there's like two guys gone and they don't like the other two, maybe they'll stick with their guy. I don't know. Those are kind of the bottom barrel teams that are, are not interested in a quarterback. So there's there's a lot of potential for Detroit. There's a lot of competition. I mean, you got the Jets, you got the Jaguars, you maybe have Dallas, you maybe have the Giants, you have Washington, you have uh, Carolina probably, you have Atlanta would probably be interested in it, you've got uh, maybe Minnesota, but again, I think they're going to continue to win and I don't think they're going quarterback. New England is clearly angling for a quarterback. Denver desperately needs a quarterback. San Francisco, if they keep losing, possibly could be looking for a new quarterback. Chicago, obviously, is looking for a quarterback. A lot of teams would love to get in on that action. So Detroit has to keep losing. For our sake, I hope they don't. But again, we looked at their record. I don't think it's great news. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm out of time. The heck, how am I supposed to do this stupid podcast? This is a night. I got to start getting up earlier. That's all there is to it. I'm so, so mad right now. This is exactly why I started doing podcasts instead of writing articles, by the way, because I'm like, oh, I'll just do a little article here, and then that would turn into like a five-part series, and it's like, I just need to, I need the space to just talk about this stuff, because there's too much information to be writing all this. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I think I have to be done. That makes me so angry. (laughs) That just, I mean, these guys are just going to drop me. Forget the fact that they're not paying me. They're just going to drop me if I don't get my act together here why is this happening all of a sudden i'm just getting like super ranty or something i don't know what the problem is i know it's a short episode got a little bit of a late start but it's never been this bad before gotta get my head in the game here well i guess it's a relatively short episode by the way you can always tell if there's no ads if there's a bunch in the beginning portion because that's the only way i can kind of make up for the fact that i'm not doing my ad reads is to throw a bunch in the beginning portion so if there's like three in the beginning that's why you know it's going to be a, a, a no ad read day. Well, I guess this is what we're doing for the rest of the week. Uh, um, let's see. I might be going into work late tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. I'm working on a holiday tomorrow, but I think it might be a short day, possibly. So that might work. I don't know. You don't need to be a part of this conversation. Oh, that's... Th- <sighs> this is not what I wanted today to be. That's today. I'm just talking about the Lions. Um, I guess we'll do the Vikings and Bears coming up. So that would be Wednesday, Thursday. That would That could work. And then we'll turn our attention to uh, the upcoming game. Whatever. It is what it is. You folks enjoy your Tuesday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.